0: to God. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was uh, studying this week and I actually had called a good brother from the church here about something else and we got to talking about some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight. And you know you get excited about some of these things because God's doing good things all the time. He is He is always on our side and He's always trying to get us to the next level, to to get us doing the things the way he he designed them so that they work every time that we do them, right? If you do it the way the designer told you to or created it to be done, it works every time, Amen? amen? It's like I had a football coach when I was in high school and he was showing me the plays and he said, do you realize that every play that we've designed is designed to score a touchdown? There's not one play that is designed to run 10 yards. They're all designed, if you do them exactly the way they are on the board, to score a touchdown. There's not a play where they say, no, we don't want to score a touchdown. Well, everything that God does is perfect. And everything he does is designed for our victory. Amen? He he doesn't say, well, I want you to stop here for a little bit of loss. You need some loss today. No, he, he doesn't, he never says that. He, he never take. he never says, you know, people say, well, sometimes he has to hurt you so you'll understand. No, he doesn't, he doesn't have your hurt in mind. Right. The only hurt he has in mind is the one he takes away. Right. Amen? He's a good God and he's doing good things. And, and, and I, what we believe about him and what we believe about his word is how we receive from him. If we're going to receive healing in our life, it's what we believe about healing and about his word concerning healing is what we're going to get. Amen? Open your Bibles to Mark 9. We'll start there. And uh, this is the story of the young man that threw himself into the fire and his uh, dad was a little upset, needless to say. Kids throw themselves into the fire and do that kind of stuff, you know that ain't right, amen, and uh, you know the first place they brought him, now one thing we've got to remember about this story is just previous to, and it's not a story, this event, you know I'm trying to get away from that in the Bible, None of nothing in the Bible is a story, it's an event, it actually happened, it's real, and I'm not saying you got to say that, I'm saying it helps me to say that, because I don't want to look at the Bible like it's just a story. There's not one story in there. Everything in there is truth. Amen? And so this event, um, well before this event, he had sent the disciples out two by two and said, go cast out demons, heal the sick, preach the good news. And they were doing that. And they even came back in one of the Gospels and said, look, man, the the spirits are subject to us. And, and, uh, you know, people are healed and good things are happening. And, of course, Jesus said, well, don't be excited about that. Rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. But... They were doing all this work. This man brought his boy to the disciples, right? And the disciples were not able to cure him is what it said. They were not able to cure him. Well, and that's what the dad actually said, not able to cure him. They could not cure him. And in verse 22, Jesus comes and asks about him and says, How long has he been this way? And then he says, well, he's been this way a while, and oft times he's cast himself into the fire, into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, how many know, if you know Jesus, this is never a question to ask? Right? Now he, I'm not saying he knew Jesus, so I didn't say he was wrong for asking the question. He said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. Have compassion on us. Did you know healing is a compassion of God? It it is born out of the love of God. One thing Brother Moore told me, boy, when I first started helping him at the church, he said healing is very close to the heart of God. And, And it is. Because if you look at what Jesus did when he was on the earth, he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. He preached and he taught and he healed. And those are the things he did. And, and, you know, if he was the exact image of God on the earth. So everything he did, except he was the express image in the book of Hebrews. He, is, he was the express image of God. So everything he did, you can take it as gospel that that's what God did. Because he was the very heart of God that had come to earth. And, and so this man says, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said... If thou can, he didn't say if I can do anything. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You know? And now this man immediately said, Lord, I believe. And people think he's just saying it off the top of his head. No, he believed what Jesus said. He believed that all things were possible to those who believed. But then he went a step further and he said, Lord, help my unbelief. Now, unbelief, you you got you you know, you people that say unbelief, and that makes you an unbeliever. Now, unbelief is a lack of belief. It's disbelief. If you go into the Strong's Concordance, it literally is listed as disbelief. So, lack of belief. And so, what he literally said there was, I believe, help where I lack. Help where I lack in believing. That's a prayer God can answer. Why? Because he's being real. He's, be, he's saying, this is where I'm at. And, you know, people, you, you can't just say, you got so many people say, I'm just in faith and, and it's going to work out and that's it. And, and you can tell because they get a little mad when they say it, you know they're not in faith. <laughs> right? Because if you get a little mad when you say it, you, you shouldn't get mad when you're in faith. You should get happy because something's getting ready to happen. Yeah. Right? Another thing Brother Moore told me years ago when uh, we when first started uh, ministering in hospitals, when he'd send me to the hospitals, he said, he said, if you're in faith, it's getting better. Right? That's a good litmus test to see if you're in faith. Right? So, so, you know, I've got some unbelief tests now for myself. First thing, is it in the Word of God? Second thing, is it getting better? Yeah. Right? If it's not getting better, I don't ask God why he's not working. Right? It's not time to go, God, why am, Why isn't this or why didn't that or why don't we or what do I need to do? Those are all questions of doubt. Amen. Belief and faith is, is when, when you're steadfast in faith, then you're not listening to any opposing view. That there is no opposition to the word you got from the God that will talk you out of that word. Another thing, brother, I, I got a lot of brother Morisms in me. Right? This is who I listened to. So this is why. But, you know, he was talking about a lady one time that, that they told, you know, I think uh, she was believing to have children. And they opened her up and she said, not only are you going to have not going to have children, you're going to die. You've got cancer all over your body. And she, did, she got hold of the word of God, said, I'm not going to die. And I am going to have kids. And she's, I don't know, she's still here. <laughs> I don't know. Karen might know that. I don't know. But she did have kids. And she did live a good long life. But what he said is, she grabbed hold of the word of God and held on to it like a bulldog. She would not let go. And that is steadfastness in belief. When you become steadfast in your belief in God's word and you refuse to listen to anything that opposes God's word, Refuse to look at anything that opposes God's word. You're in faith. You're now believing, and now God is able to do all that seemed impossible before. Amen. Oh, amen. amen? Yeah. And, and and He'll help you if if you get real. If you say, "Lord, I believe. Help where I'm lacking. Help where I'm lacking." You know, because so many people, they say, anytime they see that word unbelief, they just assume that there's an unbeliever out there. And that, and that person's... But you know what? Go on into this, into this story right here, this event. Right? It says, uh, Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible, And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Glory to God! We know that Jesus heard the prayer because he just he answered it right after that. Jesus saw the people running together and he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, "Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter him no more." Glory to God! Now he'd ask the disciples if they could do this. They'd just been said they'd just been casting out demons. They'd been preaching and healings were happening wherever they were going because Jesus had sent them out to do such things. So why were they not able to do it? You'll have to go to Matthew to find out the rest of that story. Obviously, the end of that in Mark, he was healed. Jesus lifted him up, gave him to his dad. Amen? But in Matthew, the story goes on. Matthew 17, verse 19. The disciples came to Jesus after this and they said to Jesus they said why could we not cast him out and Jesus said because of your unbelief Now these disciples had just been out casting out demons healing the sick and preaching the gospel Obviously their faith was at a certain level but it wasn't at this level And you know, a lot of people are saying Well, this was a special demon. This wasn't a special demon. Demons are demons, and they got to go at the name of Jesus. You you got people that say, "Well, you know, my deliverance is going to take longer. We're going to need to spend some quality time to be delivered." You know, I'm going to have to come to your office every day, and we're going to have to talk. No, no. Jesus said, "Shut up and go." That's that's the his 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 uh, plan of deliverance seems much better than 65 office visits and praying and wallowing in the floor and crying and, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? This demon's so big. You know, they're not. They were defeated a long time ago and they're walking around defeated. You were made victorious when you made Jesus Christ Lord of your life and you're walking around victorious. Now, whether you know you're victorious and whether you are victorious are two different things. Knowing it will get you on the road to having it. Yeah. Right. Amen? Because we are all victorious through the blood of Jesus. Amen? Yeah. And they said, well why why, Lord, could we not cast him out? And he said, because of your unbelief. And these are things that Christians need to look at. When you ask God a question, don't expect God to say, well, I just wasn't in the mood. You know, or, you know what, it was a pretty big deal. I just couldn't use you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to have Jesus for that one. Mm-hmm. No. Or, you know, why are we asking God questions like they're God problems? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Lord, I've, I've been giving and giving and giving. I give every week, and I give to this, and I give to that. I serve on the clean team now that they have cookies, and <laughs> and... And I don't understand why my finances are in such a mess. And and it's like you expect God to say, well, I was asleep, and I didn't realize all that was going on. Now I'll help you. No, God knew what was going on all along. If you're believing, or you believe you're believing, let's go there. Or if you're saying you're believing, even though you know in your heart you're not believing... Be as real as this dad was and say, Lord, I believe your word, but I'm lacking somewhere. Help where I lack. Bring me up to a different level. Amen? You know, people say, what do you mean level? Yeah, levels of faith. He talks about faithless. He talks about little faith. He talks about great faith. He talks about faith increasing. He talks about faith growing. And he talks about faith abounding. Amen? Amen. So obviously, you don't just get faith like this, and that's the end. Right? Right. Your faith, my faith, can go and and go up to other levels of faith. Amen? And what we believe is what directly affects what God can do. He said all things are possible to those who believe. He didn't say all things are possible. He said all things are possible to those who believe. Right. So it, it's not just that we, we want the impossible to become possible. We want to believe. Amen? And as we believe, especially in healing certain situations, you've got to know where you're at. Because what if, what if he'd have stopped at, Lord, I believe? I don't know how that event would have taken place at that point. If he hadn't just got real and said, you know, I believe, but I'm lacking. I'm lacking. Lord, help my disbelief, my unbelief, the areas where I am not where I ought to be. Right? You know, when Kim was diagnosed uh, with cancer last year, two year and a half ago, however long, it's in the rearview mirror so far, I can't see where it was anymore. (laughs) It was time for us to see where our belief was. Yeah. We, we, it's not, a, you know. People say, "Well, you know what God can do." Yeah, you know what God can do. You know what God's will is, but you got to know where your faith is, Amen? Amen. And and if your faith's not where you where you want it, you can increase it. I can guarantee you this: my faith has increased through that, not because of that, through that. Amen. But in doing so, God knows where your belief is. And he knows where your unbelief is. And I can tell you 100% truth. Everything that we believed of God, he brought to pass through medical science, through doctors, through nurses, through his goodness, working through them, everything we believed for came to pass. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Yes. And... and and had I had we been unreal and said, oh, you know, we're associate pastors and faith Faith Life Church, <laughs> not just Life Church. It's Faith Life Church. We're in faith. Yes. We're in faith. I hear people say that all the time, "We're in faith," and the only person they're trying to convince is me and them. Yes. If you're in faith, you don't need to tell me you're in faith because you're getting better. <laughs> right? I don't need to hear that you're in faith because you're getting better. I used to do it all the time. So, oh, I'm in faith for this. I'm in faith. I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm hmm? believing. B-L-E-A-V-I-N. Believing. <laughs> I was believing. You know what that is? That's another way of saying, I don't really know where I am, but I want you to think this about me. Right. You know how many people got healed doing that? Zero. Amen? Healing is the will of God. In His Word, He has given it to us through Jesus Christ, through the stripes on His back. In the Old Testament, healing has always been His will. Amen? Amen. It says He sent His Word and healed us and saved us from all our destructions. Right? Anything you could do to mess you up, He'll fix amen he's a good God and he's doing good things but we need where we lack our faith our believing we need to ask for more we need to ask for help we need to do the things if I wanted to lift more weight what would I need to do I would need to exercise so if I wanted my faith to grow I would want to be around God's Word at at a higher level not just me saying I'm in faith me hearing words of faith on a constant basis and growing in that, and and we've all had to do that, and we all continue to have to do that because your faith never going to get. Just like the disciples, I bet they thought, well, I've been casting out demons for the last two months. Why can't I cast this one out? I bet they thought. But all of a sudden, they came to the end of their belief. And God and Jesus was very specific. You know, it, you know, Jesus was not. Uh, easy he he didn't he didn't just give you the easy answer well boys i know you're doing all you know how to do and and skirt around the situation he doesn't do that he said you're in unbelief (laughs) it's oh let me make this simple unbelief you (laughs) and and the problem is is most christians today can't hear that you tell them they're in unbelief oh no 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 no, mm-mm, no, and uh-uh, mm-mm. No, I'm in faith. And they think the stronger and the more conviction they say that, the more they're in faith. No! no, no so your heart knows where you're at, and God knows your heart. Yes. And He works according to that. And healing is ours. The things God says, when He empowers you with a word, when He says, by His stripes, you were healed... He's empowering you to receive that healing. Yeah. But He's empowering you to receive that healing. And you know how you receive it? By faith. Yeah. Every good thing you'll ever get from God, you'll receive by faith. The same way you got your salvation in the same way you've walked out your salvation. Amen. Yeah. Amen? Amen? He's a good God. He wants good things for us, but He has a way of getting them. And it's not because He's trying to be hard. You know, look at... Um, Go to Hebrews 3 real quick. You know, people look at him with the children the children of Israel when they're in, and, and they say, well, he said they'll never enter into my rest. You know what? He said that because he knew their heart. Where they were, they would never enter into his rest. You know, we hear God speak the way we think he'll say it. What we need to do is think about love and then listen to God. Because he's going to say it in the most amount of love that you could ever hear with. Because first and foremost, he wants you to hear it. Sometimes he's going to yell it because it's the only thing you'll hear. You know how I know that? I'm a parent. And there's been times where I've said, "Say stop that. Go. Don't. uh Uh-uh. And there's been other times, hey, sit down. Let's talk about this. Right? And God is the father of fathers. And and he will tell you, you may be about to run off a cliff, he'll say, stop, and he'll grab the back of your neck and pull you back sometimes. And there's other times where he's quiet and he's soft, but he's going to do what he knows you can get. Right? But, But if you're to this point where you say, I'm in faith, I'm in faith, I'm in faith, I'm in faith, then he can't work with that. He'll be telling you all along, no, no you're not. No, you're not. And you'll be saying, yes, yes I am, yes I am. And you're arguing with the only person that knows your heart better than you. Right? You're arguing like you know yourself better than He does. You don't. You don't. And He has faith for you to do things that you don't even think you can do, but someday you'll do them because He has faith for you to do them. Amen? Hebrews 3.18, it says... "...to whom did he swear they shall not enter into his rest except to those who did not believe." Who was he saying? He was telling them because they were in unbelief, they wouldn't enter into the rest. Unbelief, you you won't enter into the rest. You enter in by belief. Unbelief is born out of doubt. Right? Unbelief is the champion of second opinions. Right? Right? It's the champion of second opinions. It, it is, you know, I wonder if I'm healed. What do you mean you wonder if you're healed? God said you're healed. Yeah. Right? right. Yep. <laughs> so why are we wondering? Well, because I asked to be healed and I, I got prayed for, but I still feel sick. Mm-hmm. Right, so you just went to a different opinion. You wavered to a different opinion. We, we've all done it. It's not. This isn't to be in condemnation. This is to quit doing it. Right? You don't don't be condemned because you're human. Right? That's why Jesus came, because we were all human and we were going to need a savior. We weren't going to make it. You weren't going to get your healing without a savior. You weren't going to get your salvation without a savior. Right? So don't spiritual pride says, not me. Right? Not me. Sound like Peter, doesn't it? Not me, Lord. If everybody else does it, not me, no. First one to do it, right? You know what? I, I uh, have learned some some the right way and some the hard way. Don't look at things like that. That's judgment, and you're judging others when you do it. You're saying, "I won't do that." They will. See them? They do that, Lord, but not me. <laughs> That's not where we want to be. Amen. He said, you won't enter in because of belief. And he said, and this is the Young's literal translation in verse 19. It says, and we see that they were not able. They were not able to enter in. When when people say, I didn't get healed or I didn't receive my healing, then the word of God would say they weren't able to receive their healing. Why? Because of unbelief. It's not bad news. It's good news. All you, what we got to do is believe. Right. And 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 if if we feel like we're struggling with our belief, we say, Lord, help my disbelief. Help where I'm lacking, Lord. Bring me up to another level and show me where I'm at right now. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. Because I want to be whole, and He has wholeness for us. He has healing for us. There are people that He said you got little faith. And there are people that he said, you got great faith. Right? The people who had little faith fainted. The people with great faith got. Amen? Look at... um, uh, It's pretty good stuff. I'm enjoying this. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You know, being real... And being able to receive correction from God is a huge step to receiving from God, because the person that couldn't hear Him say, "Because of your unbelief," would never move forward from that day. They would be stuck in there because they'd say, "Oh, that can't be that." I I believe, and it's obvious they thought they would be able to do something, and that the and the man thought they'd be. He brought them to Him. The disciples tried; they weren't able. Right, and, and they, they weren't they weren't in un, they weren't in unbelief. But their belief was lacking in this. And Jesus said, in fact, in that, in that passage in Matthew, Matthew, he said, this kind comes out, how be it this kind comes out by prayer and fasting. And everybody says, oh yeah, that demon comes out by prayer and fasting. No, the unbelief comes out by prayer and fasting the unbelief comes out by prayer and fasting. The more you put your flesh under, the more you do the things that God tells you to do and you seek the kingdom first and you put him first in everything you do and and you pray and you fast. You miss a meal or two or or a soda or three. Or candy. Oh my. Food and candy and soda. Oh my. <sighs> Right? And instead of just missing that meal, you spend time praying. Then unbelief goes away. Why? Because you quit listening to other options. You now have a view of the opinion. You don't need a opinion. Amen? Because God's opinion is the only one that matters, and it's true. Amen? This kind does come out by prayer and fasting. You, you put your flesh under a little bit and, and you'll start seeing some things that you never thought you'd see. Amen. You'll start hearing and doing some things you might thought you'd never do or things you thought you were believing for that all of a sudden now you are. Amen? Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And because, because unbelief is little faith. It's little faith. Unbelief uh, little faith steps out, but it never makes it where it's going. Look at uh, Peter, um, Matthew 14. Look at that. I'm even on the right page. Matthew 14, 26. The disciples went ahead. They were in the boat, and a great storm comes up. And, and remember that. A great storm came up when they were in the boat before they saw Jesus. Right. So the wind was blowing this whole time. Right, you got, you got to know the enemy because people think just because they stepped out on the water the enemy's going to quit. Right? There's so many people. Hey, we have all started a great walk of faith that we never finished. Right? Because we stepped out and we go, hey, I'm on the water. How in the world am I on the water? My gosh! What am I, crazy? This is water. You can't walk on water. Especially not when it's windy. You need smooth water to walk on the water, right? And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. People say, I wonder how those disciples could fear all the time. Same way we do. They were people too. You guys know that? They're people. If they kept writing the Bible and you were in it, they'd say things like that about you. Right? Right, if it just kept going, one day they'd say, why did that Dave mess up so much? And God would say the same thing he said to me, because they're like you, right? They're peeps, and that's what they do, huh? But all things are possible to those who believe, amen? And it said straightway, Jesus spoke to them, said, be of good cheer, it it is I, be not afraid, and Peter in faith, Peter in faith said, "Lord, if it's you," what do you know? He knew if that was the Lord and the Lord said, "Come," he could do it. That's faith. All he needed was a word from the Lord, a word, a word of empowerment and he could step out. Amen. Amen? We have words of empowerment concerning our health and our healing and our finances and our peace and our joy. We have words of empowerment every day and you can find them and you can believe them. Or you can just find them. The people that just find them don't receive them. The people that believe them have them. Amen. It's not a hard test. If I don't have it, I didn't believe. This isn't a bad thing. This is an this is learning. If I didn't believe I can believe. If I can believe, all things are possible to me. Right. See, we look at it like, he's saying I don't believe. Who's he think he is saying I don't believe? No, I'm saying you can believe. Yeah. I'm saying tonight, if you believe in Psalm 107, verse 20, if you believe in 1 Peter 2:24, if you believe the Word of God concerning whatever situation you're faced with right now, all things are possible. Amen? Amen. We can believe. He has empowered us and given us words to hold on to. He gave Peter one right here. He said, come. That was a word from the Lord to step out on the water. And Peter stepped out. Faith. How do you know he's in faith? It was getting better. Right? He's walking on the water. If, If you're in faith, things are getting better. You're walking on the water. How do you know he wasn't in faith? He wasn't walking on the water. Right? He was believing, and he was walking on the water. He was not believing, and he was sinking. Right? And people say, yeah, he got out of faith. No, he didn't get out of faith. If he'd have got completely out of faith, he he wouldn't have had the wits about him to say, Lord, save me. He still had faith in Jesus Christ, He still had faith in the goodness of God. He still had faith. He was lacking in belief. Amen? He started a journey that he couldn't finish. Why? Because he looked at other offers. He looked at an opposition to what Jesus said. Jesus said, come. He had one word, one focus. One thing to bite off and, and hold on to like a bulldog. Jesus said, "Come." And when he looked around and saw the, saw the wind and the waves, he could have said, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. "I got come right here, aren't I'm going." It was windy before he stepped out of the boat. That opposition was already there before he stepped out. He could have not listened. We could have not listened. We could have said, no. Jesus already told me I could come. I'm not looking at you. I'm not watching this. I'm not not listening to reason. You know, people who don't like faith, they say, you're being unreasonable. Everybody ever told you that? God can't heal everybody. How would you die? That's what they say. If God healed everybody, no one would ever die. You don't die from sickness. Well, let me rephrase that. You don't have to die from sickness. Right? You could just leave. You could just leave, live out the number of your days and be gathered together with your fathers. Right? But people say, well, that's just not reasonable. Why? Because they're listening to reason. Right? I don't want to listen to reason. I do want to listen to God. I don't want to be led by reason. I've been led by reason. And it, it goes really poor places yeah. and makes you really poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it puts you in a really bad place that you don't want to be. And it will leave you there for a long time if you'll stay. Reason is the enemy of faith. Amen? Yeah. Unbelief is born out of doubt. What, ha- what happened with Peter? He said, Lord, if it's, if it's you, bid me to come under the water. Jesus said, Come. He steps out, and he walks on the water. He sees the wind and the waves, and he was afraid. Fear is the enemy of faith. Amen? Beginning to sink, he was smart. Beginning to sink, he said, Lord, save me. That's no different than the the guy with with the boy that said, I believe. Lord, help my unbelief. He's got this hand in the air and this hand out. I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. It's no different. Jesus helped his unbelief. Yep. He, he, You know what? He was on the water, so when he grabbed Jesus, he had to walk on the water to get back to the boat. Right? So being with Jesus gives you faith. Right? If Jesus says, I got you, yeah. you're okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Amen? And he'll get you back. He's a merciful, merciful God. If you didn't receive exactly what you believed for, don't stop. You serve a merciful God. If you missed it, you stepped out and you were in faith and you saw something and and took the opposing view and sunk, get back up on the water with Jesus. Get back up and get in the boat and get your faith built up. Get more faith. Get growing faith. Get abounding faith. Increasing faith. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because that's increasing belief. Unbelief is faithless. Amen? Doubt is what happened. In fact, is what Jesus said to him. He stretched forth his hand, caught him. They got back to the boat, and he said, oh, you have little faith. You know, he could have said, why, why were you in unbelief? But he didn't. He said, you had little faith. Yeah. Right? He had little faith. The little faith stepped out on the water. You know what? Some People don't like to hear that. I just, what, what if I came to you and I said, you know, I had a thing this week, and I had little faith. Glory to God, testimony. Little faith <laughs> right here. You guys aren't impressed? I had little faith. Little faith walked on water. Right. Yeah. It, just couldn't, it just couldn't stand. It says if you faint in the day of adversity, your, your strength is weak. Your strength is small. Amen? And, and, and what's he saying? He's saying, you need to grow in your strength. You need to grow in your faith. It, it doesn't mean that he's not saying you need to quit. You fainted, you need to quit. God never says quit. He says grow. Don't quit. Grow. Everybody that continues on in the faith receives. From God, every person that continues on and believes receives. Amen. Glory to God. And, and then he said, uh, "Wherefore, wherefore did you doubt? Where did unbelief enter in? The minute doubt entered in, that's how unbelief gets there. The minute you doubt, unbelief enters in, and and what you had in abundance now now is lacking." Now is lacking. You know what Jesus actually said in the Young's Little translation to the disciples when they said, um, why, why couldn't we cast out this demon? Or why couldn't we cure him? The Young's Little says what Jesus said was because of your want of faith. Because you were lacking in faith. Those aren't popular words in the faith church today. But I want to get better. I want to get better. I want. I want to be real. You know that 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 uh, the uh, series that Brother Moore taught on real faith. I want to get real because I've seen people get real and they're real well right now. They're really here today, right? And 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 you know I've seen people not get well and they're okay. They're in heaven. Glory to God. If you t- if you tried to get them back tomorrow, they'd, they'd hit you in the nose and say, "Stop that." I ain't coming back. It's great up here. You should come here. Why are you trying to get me to go there? You should come here. You say, well, as soon as I finish your work, I'll be there. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> that wasn't even nice. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> don't doubt. Well, what did he say in Mark 11? He said, he said if you believe and don't doubt. So you believe the things that you say will come to pass and don't doubt in your heart. Don't allow unbelief in. Don't allow an opposing view. Opposing views take little faith and shipwreck it. Amen? Amen. When we won't take an opposing view, we receive... Let me me show you two people that didn't take an opposing view. Amen? Look at uh, Luke 7. Luke 7, verse verse 6. This is the, the event of the centurion. And, you know, a lot of people say the centurion's there, but the centurion's not there. He sent people because he's the centurion. He didn't have to go. No, he didn't feel like he was worthy to go. He sent people because he had an idea of what Jesus really was and who he really was. And he believed in one word. You know why he believed in one word? He said, because I say go, and they go. I say one word, and they go. I say stay, and they stay. I say one word, and they stay. He believed in the power of one word. He knew what the power of that authority backed up by the king was. His word was backed up by who he was under authority under. And when he said go to those under him, they go. Amen? It's important to know this. Why? Because this is, this is bulldog faith. This is, I'm going to latch hold of whatever words you give me, and that's how it's going to be. Amen? Amen? If we latch hold of of the word that God gives you concerning whatever you're going through, concerning your health, concerning your children's health, concerning your relationships, concerning your money, concerning your peace and joy, whatever word you grab hold of, don't just go and say, I heard this word, it sounds good. Find the one God gives you. He puts it in your heart. And when he puts it there, nothing can get by it. When doubt tries to come in, that word's so strong that it pushes doubt away. Amen? Amen? Because you've now gotten a hold of the truth, and you're not letting go. This man was not going to let go. It says says he sent people, and on the way, he sent more people as Jesus was coming. He said, I'm not even worthy that you should come under my roof. Right? Right? He said in verse seven, he said, "Wherefore neither I thought myself worthy to even come to thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed." He didn't say, "And I'm going to hope my servant's healed. I'm going to run and check. If you'll just say in a word, I'm going to run and check and see if it worked." See, that's what we're trying to do. We're we're, we're saying, "Okay, Lord, just tell me I'm healed." Okay, no, Lord, you told me, and that's not—it's not it. Right? Why did Peter need to check the wind and waves one more time? They were there before he got out of the boat. They were there before he saw Jesus. They were there. Right? It's not like that changed the fact that he could walk on water. It's not going to change God's word unless you quit believing. It's our faith that takes what he's given us and empowers us to receive Everything that he said. And he said in his word, by his stripes, you were healed. Part of salvation, part of grace is healing. And you access that healing by grace, by faith. You access it out of grace by faith. Amen? If your body is lacking in health, right, then it doesn't have to be lacking in health anymore because you could take what you were lacking in belief and be a believer and receive what you were lacking in health. Dis is just another word for lacking. If you have a dis-ease, you're lacking ease. Right? That's what you're lacking. Right? If you're discouraged, you're lacking courage. Right? If you're disappointed, I guess you're lacking appointed. And all those things are healable. How about that? Healable. That's a good word. I like it. Healable. Glory to God. he said, For I am a man under authority, having under me, in other words, I have under me people that I give one word to. I have under me people that I give one word to. And I say unto one, go. And he goes. I say unto another, Come. And he comes. That sounds like what Jesus said to Peter. He said, come. What what was he doing? He was empowering him to come. He couldn't come until he had a word that that his faith could latch on to. You can't bite the air. Right? (laughs) You ever have one of those dogs that will bite the air? (laughs) They ain't getting nothing out of that. They're going to be hungry all their life. Ain't no nutrient in air. But you give them a sock, and they latch hold of that sock. Hope you don't want to wear it again, because it's going to have a hole in it next time you see it. Amen? Glory to God. And and that's what he was doing. He said, I'm getting ready to latch on to this. So I'm telling you, I understand. I say go, they go. I say come, they come. I know who you are. You're a man under authority of the Most High a man under authority of the most high and when jesus heard these things he marveled at him why because no one else had ever latched on like this he latched on in such a way that he didn't even have to see jesus people say well, i got to have the pastor pray for me <laughs> you don't have to have the pastor pray for you you got to latch on latch on the word of god's true if the pastor never prays for you. That's like a rhyme right there. Just Dr. Seuss on the loose. <laughs> huh? Right? He's, what, what did he say? He said, I don't need you to come here. If you'll just say a word, I'll latch onto it and I'll have what you said. Amen? Amen. And Jesus heard these things and he marveled and he turned him about and he said unto the people, I've not seen so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And he called it great faith. Why did he call it great faith? Because great faith gets great results. He knew, he already knew this man was healed because this man refused for him not to be. Amen? And, when, and he sent him returning to the house, found what? Was this a surprise? He would have been surprised if this wasn't happening, but he couldn't even be surprised because he latched onto the Word of God. It had to be true. Did you know that truth has to be true? Right? So when we say, oh, I believed that and it didn't work for me, well, then you're saying truth's not true. Right? If you believed and it didn't work, then your truth that God gave you wasn't true. Or... Were you like the disciples because of your unbelief? It's not a bad thing. It's a growing moment. It's a growing moment, Lord. I've lacked in this area. Help me. Continue to show me. Continue to grow me. I know your word's true no matter what I see or feel. I know your word's true. Glory to God. Let's look at another one. Then we'll we'll close up. How many people in here believe for healing tonight? Latch on. Latch on. Latch on. God heals every time he's asked. Every time somebody grabs hold of his word and refuses to let go. Every person that's ever done that was healed. People say, no, I knew somebody. No, you didn't. It's not, if, if, you, if we say these things, if we say I knew somebody that was in faith and it didn't work, we've eliminated truth. It is no longer truth. Because we have to add or subtract to the Word of God to make what we just said work. That's why he said don't add or subtract to it. Why? It's not just because it's a bad thing. It's bad for you. It's going to take truth away from the Word. And the one time, the minute you do that, you become faithless because you got nothing to base your faith in. Right? We don't want to become faithless. We want to be faithful. We want to be full of faith. We want to be believers. We want, we want to be in belief. Right? If, if unbelief is disbelief, then belief is what? We're going to make up a new word for that, right? I'll have to think of one. Undoubt. How about that? Glory to God, Matthew 15. And you know, everybody knows these stories, and there's been a lot of people preach on them, and I'm sure they've heard everything I've said tonight, but you know what, one word from God that gets in your heart will change, you know, I the same tape that I listened to, and I said tape, it was that many years ago, I listened to it over and over and over, I listened to it for years and didn't get it. How dense could I be? But one day I did. Glory to God. And when I finally did, things started getting better. Right? Why? Because I got in faith. When you're in faith, things start getting better. Amen? You'll know it because things start getting better. Amen? What, what wasn't one way is now that way. It, it's, and it, everybody's going, i got to have it instantaneously. This is what I believe. You know what? You need to have it. I don't care how many minutes it takes to get it. Get it. I don't care if you have to listen to the same tape seven years before you get it. Listen to it seven years and get it. It wasn't God that made it take seven years. It was my dents. Huh? You know what it was? It was me saying, oh, I'm in faith. Me in faith coming out. Look at me. You want to see someone in faith? If they had a sign that said someone in faith, my picture would be under it. Because I'm in faith. I told more people I was in faith trying to convince me and them that I was in faith and then until I finally one day got in faith. Years, years later. Glory to God. You know what I am thankful of, though? I kept looking up and say, "Jesus save me," <laughs> because when I wasn't on faith, I had to ask Him to save me on a daily basis, because I was stepping out on, on on something that wasn't there because I wasn't in faith. The day I stepped out on something that was there, I could tell, and I didn't have to tell anybody I was in faith. Glory to God. I could. It's easier to use me as an example than you, right? I don't know your story. I just know you're all people like me. Amen? Amen? Matthew 15, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou Son of David. She called him everything that he was. She recognized who he was. She put him in his proper place. It's important to know. Amen. You know, you know a, lot of, a lot of Christians, they just want what God has. They don't want God. She recognized God first, not the gift, the God Amen. To have mercy on me, O Son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, but he answered her not a word. Most church people at that point would say that person's rude. They couldn't possibly know God. I'm going somewhere else. I must have missed it, right? Because he was rude to her. He didn't, even, he didn't even he didn't even acknowledge she was standing there. He was rude. That Jesus. He's rude. He'd start a blog. Rude Jesus. Right. And get people on board. Don't go to Jesus. What, what, what are they doing? They're going to be in big trouble in heaven one day because they're going to say, you kept them from Jesus. All right? Because you got offended, you kept them from church. All right? Don't go to that church. They believe this. Don't go to that church. They didn't help me. Don't go to that church. Enough of that. <laughs> but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she crieth after us. And Jesus answered and said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Bulldog faith won't quit when it knows what it has. Amen. Right? And really, this is truly really is bulldog faith, because he calls her a dog. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and here's what's worse. If you really want to think about it, she accepted it. She did. Why? Because she didn't care. She knew all she needed was what he had. And all I'm going to do is get it. If you want something bad enough, you won't quit until you got it. Right? And you're not seeking men for it. You're not looking at a story that you can be just like, well, I'll be as pushy as she was and I'll get what I, what she got. No, you'll be led by the Spirit to do what the Spirit tells you to do and you'll get it the way God says. Right? He may tell you to go dip seven times in a dirty river. And, and, and send a deacon out to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you could be like Naaman and say, what, he couldn't even come himself? That ain't no church. Those people are playing church. If he was a real church, he'd know who I was and he'd been out here. You know, people forego the mercy of God by offense. God would have mercy on them, but they refused to let go of one thing that didn't go right or something that somebody said, Guess what? You said bad things too. Right? You said things. We've let things out of our mouth that shouldn't go. Forgive everyone, and then you won't have to worry about it, and then you can be forgiven. Just forgive everyone. Somebody says something you don't like, say, You know what? I just forgive them. I'm just going to forgive them. And the devil's going to offer you an opposing view. I think you should be mad. They were talking about you. I I really believe you ought to be mad. I can't can't imagine why you're not mad. They were talking exactly about you, and they're telling other people about you. Just get over it. It won't be a big deal. Everything you ever got over, you don't even think about now. That's a Davism. Amen? He said, I'm not sent to anyone but the lost sheep of Israel. And then she said, oh, I well, forget it. I'll just leave then. No. <laughs> she worshipped him after that. She said, I'm going to worship him. I'm going to worship him. She worshipped him saying what? Lord, help me. She, did, she was not going to quit. Why? She's got the bulldog faith. She's latched on what's real. And she said, that's who's got it. That's who I'm getting it from. I don't want it another way. I'm not looking at options. She's like the centurion. He wasn't looking for options. He was looking for one word. And when he got that word, he latched on. And when he latched on, he got. And she's waiting for one word. Amen? Amen? And she said, she said, no, I'm not going anywhere. Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she's already in her bulldog faith mood, so that didn't offend her one bit. You know what she did? She became a dog. She said, yeah, but even the dogs eat what the master drops off his table. She called him master after he called her a dog. Just give me a crumb off your table and I'll have what I want just a crumb that's all we need if we'll latch on to that crumb if we'll latch on anything from the master is going to be good you know we got a little gray cat and maybe I'm not a neat eater I don't know my wife says that's why he sits under me when we eat <laughs> but you know what if I grab a if I grab if I, if I drop a crumb there's no reason for me to reach down to try and pick it up he's already eating it why? Because he knew whoever dropped off the master's table was going to be some good food. <laughs> if we just be as smart as that cat, huh? As unoffendable as this lady, as 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 we just can't quit. Right. We know if you know His word is true, chase nothing else. Right. Don't look for another way. Say, okay, Lord, I believe Your word. Tell me where I'm at. I believe your word. And if in your heart you know I am lacking. Lord, I'm lacking. Help my faith. Help my faith. Show me where I'm lacking. Help my faith. Glory to God. Be real. And this lady, she said, she said, yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. It's truth. It is true. I'm a dog. And I'm getting ready to latch on to whatever crumb you'll drop off the table because I don't need anything more than a crumb for you, and I'll have exactly what I've come for. Why? Because she wasn't going to let go. If we will not let go, if we will refuse, and then Jesus answered her and said, Oh, woman, great. You know what he called? He called the centurion's faith vast. He called her faith loud. He called the centurion's faith vast. In other words, it covered a large area. It, it was big, and he, was, he, was, he, he compared it to a quantity of faith. In other words, the centurity had large faith, large amount of faith. It's kind of like if you had one plate to put food on, you wouldn't spread it all out nice and low. You'd pile it up, right? Because you only got one plate. You got to pile it up. You find food that stacks good. I, I know. Huh? He had had vast faith. He had had faith that was large. She had faith that was loud. It wouldn't quit and it wouldn't hear anything else. Sometimes you've got to let your faith be louder than the opposition to your faith. And, And when you allow your faith to be loud and mighty, then you allow the mighty one to do a work in your life that wasn't there before and things begin to get better. Amen? You don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to wonder if it's going to get better. You don't have to hope that it's going to get better. You don't have to wonder if God heals or why he didn't heal. You don't ask any more questions. Why. She didn't ask any questions. She would say, well, why are you that way, Lord? I'm in faith here, Lord. Why are you being this way? She just kept on going and said, I'm getting my crumb. Just like the centurion, I just need a word. I'm not looking for anything else. I just need a word. I don't even need you to come to my house. She didn't say she didn't say, Lord, you need to come to my house. My, my daughter's vexed. My daughter's got a demon and she is sore vexed. I don't know what sore vexed is, but if you're sore or anything, it can't be good. Right. <laughs> Amen. She's vexed. And, and you know, it'd be like these people today say, I, I'm gonna have to have the pastor out because this this demon's, whew, you don't know what you're dealing with here. It, it's a demon and you say go. Right? If you resist the devil and he'll flee, I can't imagine that his demons are any more powerful than him. Right? So all you got to do is resist him and he's got to go. So if you say go to a demon, it's got to go. Right? People say, well, you ain't never had to deal with a demon, I guess, have you? Well, I guess not because they just go. (laughs) Ain't much deal in there. You, know, you notice what the demon did that was in that boy when it saw Jesus. It acted up and tried to get him to see the same things that the disciples saw that caused their unbelief. Right? He started foaming at the mouth. He started rolling around. He said, and Jesus was like, how long has it been like that? He, did, he didn't say, ooh, wow, that is a demon. That may be two or three demons. Big demon. Woo. Huh? Yeah, that's what the disciples did. They were like, wow. Hmm. We've cast out some demons with that demon. Yeah. Don't matter how much the devil shows out, he's still the devil. And he still has to flee when you say go. When you resist, he has to flee. What, the way you resist is you don't listen to him. You we got people saying, stop devil, stop devil, stop devil. And all you got to do is don't listen to him. It's like your mom when the kids were in the back seat and she said, he's, po- he's touching me. And she said, if you won't pay attention to him, he'll, ca- he'll stop. And, and mom was right. Yeah. The minute my sister quit paying attention to me, I quit touching her. <laughs> or my brother quit touching me, hitting me in the arm. <laughs> and guess what? We all lived. Faith, loud faith, vast faith, great faith doesn't listen to opposing views. Your faith to be healed is right here in this word. I could mention a thousand verses, but there's one that God will drop in your heart. And if we'll latch on to that verse, everybody stand to your feet. If we'll latch on to that verse, if you're watching on internet, you're in Sarasota, all you have to do is latch on bulldog faith to that verse and it is true so therefore it is amen Amen. it's not a question of will he it's a question of will you amen every time we ask will he or why he or what he then we're, we're questioning God and you've asked the wrong question amen What we should say is, Lord, I believe what you just told me. I believe the correction you just gave. Help my unbelief. And I believe your word. And I'm going to grab hold. I came here looking for one word. I heard that word. And I'm going to grab hold tonight. And I refuse to let go because I know it's true. I know it's true. Everybody close your eyes. Bow your head. If you're in here tonight, and and don't wait for something big, to be, to be, to need healing for, don't wait. Don't wait to to say heal sickness. If you need relationship healed, then believe for your relationship to be healed. If you need your children to be healed, believe for your children to be healed. If you need something in your body to be healed, believe for something. I don't care if it's a sniffle. Or cancer in the fourth stage. God heals. God has healed all those things. And by His grace. And through faith, you can have your healing tonight. Everybody raise a hand towards heaven. Say, Father God, God, I believe your word's true. I I take that word. I I put it in my heart. heart, And I keep it. I I latch on. I latch latch hold. I hold. I I receive by faith what I believe right now I call my body healed I call my finances whole I call my family together I call my life to peace to joy I call those things that be not as though they were and I stagger not in unbelief at your promise but I'm fully persuaded and I latch hold of your ability and I receive it in Jesus name thank you Lord for healing me for making me whole for taking me higher for helping my faith where it was lacking Lord I'll walk in the, land of the living, In the land of the living. And I'll see your goodness. I'll see your goodness every day. Every day. Thank, you, Lord, Thank you, Lord. For saving me. For saving me from, all my from all my destructions. I receive your word. I receive your word. Thank, you. Thank you. You got a song?